This is George Conner of the Chicago Bears. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is all about the Chicago Bears' recent loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, it was like a replay of the Bears' 2019 wildcard loss, but worse, because uh, it was never that close. And yeah, I'm still doing this. Still, still doing this. This episode is with Martin Plant. Martin Plant rejoins the show. He is still watching the Bears games. I am still watching the Bears games. This week on mute. And I think that was the best way to do it. Uh, I don't listen to other people talk about it, and then I talk about it. That's how podcasting works. Uh, before we begin, our anniversary shows are coming up. We've been doing this for 11 years, so we're doing two anniversary shows. The first is Friday, December 6th. 2019 at the Wonderland Ballroom in Washington, D.C. That show is stacked. I'm very, very excited to do it. Allison Lane is the co-host. Chris Richards is the first guest. Then Kate Flaherty. Then Haywood Turnip Seed Jr. Then my favorite loud live band in D.C. Teen Mortgage will headline that show. Once again, that's Friday, December 6th. All the information can be found at youmethemeverybody.com. And then on Thursday, December 26th, we finally return home to Chicago at the Hungry Brain, and that is still my favorite place to do this show and most everything else that involves microphones and stages. So excited to do that. Not necessarily excited to watch the Bears next week. Probably defeat the Lions, but it's in the podcast. There are three lessons from this week's game that I learned that I will hopefully pass down to a future generation. Listen to the end to figure out what those are. Without further ado, his Martin Plant and I on the 2019 Chicago Bears loss to the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. So are you going to give up on this team? Are you going to give up on this season? Do you ever stop watching? Um, I, I don't stop watching, but I mean, it's it's getting rougher to watch. Like, it's not... It, like, yesterday was not a pleasant game. Like, there was very much that point at halftime where I thought, I, I could maybe go on, like, a hike or do yes. something that makes me feel better than this. yes. So do you uh, not do things when you like do you plan ahead to not accept invitations when the Bears are on? No. I mean there's that whole thing of like if somebody made me a fantastical offer, I would just keep an eye on my phone and go do whatever was wonderful. But like normally for me, Sundays are kind of a, a quiet day. Most comedy clubs don't even do Sunday nights and if you know, they never do Sunday days. So it's like I always usually have that chunk of the afternoon. What Three, about, so what about have, the occasional Thursday night game or Monday night game? Um, depends. I'll do my best to watch it if I can, but I mean if I'm if I'm working, I'm working. If I'm, you know, on stage somewhere, I don't have a lot of choice in it. But I will I, I will do my best to try and catch it. Do you regret trying to catch it? Um Here's here's the thing is there's nothing more disappointing as a sports fan of any sport than when you start to watch your team, not with the mindset of like, are we going to win today? But when you start watching them with the mindset of like, how bad is this going to be? You know what I mean? You're not looking at it like... Here's the problem. They're bad, but they're not that bad. Like the the difference between winning and losing with this team is so minuscule or the score at the end of the game is so blown up where it doesn't appear that it's that big of a deal. Right, which makes no sense, though. Like, that's the part that confuses me. Oh, that makes perfect sense like, to I me. Mean, does it? Oh, yeah, because 
if okay, so the first game of the year is against the Packers, and it's like, well, they kind of got blown out, but then they didn't because of garbage time. And it's like, well, Aaron Rodgers, he's really great. And then we shouldn't have won a Denver game, and we should have won against the Chargers. And both of those games are like one to two point difference, and we really haven't been blown out. And this game, for up until I don't know four minutes left, you could make a solid argument that like, you know what, they could win this. This they're in this game, and then even with twenty seconds left. At the final play of the game, if we don't fumble that return, you are going to have diehards being like, yeah, Mitch could get us eight in 23 seconds. He's done it before. Like, you could lie to yourself into the Bears should have, like, we're one possession away from winning that game. You're right, but you're lying to yourself, and you know you're oh, lying. Oh, yeah, 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 for you sure. Know what I mean? 100%. Most of sports analysts is lying. Well, if they didn't blank, then blank. Well, that's not how it works. Of course, if someone didn't right. get hurt, their team would be better. That's just the reality. You can play the ifs, ands, and the buts, but I think another part that has to boil down to this that I don't think we've talked about in the couple of these that we've done is at what point do you start looking at Nagy and his ability? What oh, I've, I've been on that bandwagon since at, week one. Like, like I don't like Mitch, but he's not the like. He didn't. Did he have any turnovers yesterday? I don't think he did. No, I don't think he did. Yeah, that's just he's a. We have a bad coach. That's really what this bill has done. We have one of the best defenses on paper, an adequate, okay offense, decent special teams. Bar even the like kicking loss, whatever. That's what's going to happen. It's bad coaching. We have a bad coach. But the thing is, what do you do about that? You know what Get I mean? Like at, this, at this point, so yeah, I mean, yeah. But do you, do you do it now? Do you do it mid-season? Do you do it off-season? Like you know what I mean? When when do you if if you can accept that you're like okay, we have a quarterback who needs a lot of guidance and somebody like an Andy Reid or or somebody like that who's good with like young kids quarterbacks like can get them give them that confidence like teach them how to play the game and you've got a guy who clearly isn't doing that. Whatever he's doing isn't working. It's not helping him. Whatever him and Mitch are trying to do, it, it's not getting through. It's not working. It's not being active. And then when you're not using your quarterback and when you know your quarterback's weak, you're still making terrible plays. That, you know what I mean? You're, 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 you have a kid who can spring out for 150 wow. yards and you don't run him. You, you know, you, it, it, it breaks to me what, what the point is at the end of it. You have to try and find a way where you give the kid a chance, could but you kind of do it. In could the, we stop referring to like a twenty-four-year-old millionaire as a kid? He's not a kid. He's an I know. adult in the man. Terms, in terms of the game, he's a kid. You know what I mean? He's a normal-aged human. Sure, but he's still. But a, I mean, he fe- he feels like a kid, though. You know what I mean? Like like that whole thing when you're like the first guy. You know what I mean? You start a new job and you don't know anything. And even though, like, you've had jobs before, you might be, like, 30 years old. But, like, not year started, two, man. Like, not year two. Not, not year two. No, I, I can't agree with you. I'll, not, no, he, year one, absolutely, yes. But not year two, no. There's no excuses. And also, okay, here's, here's the not the tricky part, but there is a coach on this team that has dealt with a young quarterback and led him to greatness and – the quarterback yep. did very well, and he's the defensive coordinator. So just fire yep. the head coach and bring up Pagano. Done. Problem solved. Yeah, I mean, I thought that myself. That's a that's a nice, easy fix. Because, like you say, you've got the same thing. You've got you've got a better coach who is subordinate to your terrible coach. But like, <sighs> I don't know. But what I, the point I was just trying to make a second ago that was not 
that he's like wet behind the ears and you know what I mean? He deserves all this time to, to get right. My, what I was trying to say about him being a kid is like I said, he feels like a kid because he like, he, you don't have that confidence in him. He feels like he doesn't know what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? That's what I was trying yes. to get at with it. Like, it feels like if you just sent your son out to play quarterback and just be like, I don't know, you're, you're doing great. Like, you know what I mean? He's not going to know what he's doing. And that's what it feels like. Even though he's second year, he feels like he's straight out of college. That's you know what I mean? He not good like and there's he, no excuse. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be progressing. He doesn't seem to be making any, like, you know what I mean? As it's oh, going along, you're like, oh, okay. The only time he's looked good at any point this season for one minute is when other teams have stopped playing. Yes, he had two great passes yesterday, and they were both when we were down more than three scores. So, yeah, yeah I get that. It's garbage time. So, you know what I mean? That's your guy. That's your starting quarterback. That's your that's your last great hope. But, okay. Is the kid who, unless you're down by 22 and every other else goes, all right, well, let's take the core guys out because we don't want to get them injured. And then he can start going and planting his front foot and actually – Throw in for 50, 60 yards. Here's here's the depressing part about being a Bears fan. You're, they're going to be 500. So next week is against the Lions. I think we have a – we. I think the Chicago Bears have a very good chance of winning the Lions. What about you? Winning against the Lions. I think it's tight. Fine, it's tight, but they, it's doable, right? But then again, Philly was doable. Hold on. Like just, you said. Let's it, focus it, on the it, future. It, it, Hold on. Just focus on okay. the future. <laughs> is this – could they win – like statistically, they're either I, – I think Vegas odds are giving the Lions like – they might actually favor the Bears. It's because it's that soldier field. Either way, it's a it's a pick em. The Bears or the Lions, they're about the same in terms of quality. I think the Bears are going to win. Do you think the Bears are going to win? It honestly depends what offense shows up. Oh God! Just really yes or no? Good. Come on! Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. But it's not. It's, it's not like that. It's not like we're going up against somebody like the Ravens, and I'd be like, Oh God, no! We're, exactly. No, okay. So therefore, all. there's something on the table. I go. The Bears win that game. That makes us four and five. Then we play the Rams the following week. We're going to get destroyed by the Rams. Whatever. Then we'll be four and six. Then we're going to play the Giants at Soldier Field. We will win that game. Then we will be five and six. And then we plays the Lions again. And we are going to be. Six and six with all of December to play, and people are going to be like, the Bears are still going to make the playoffs, and they will not. No, I mean, God, the odds of us, too. I mean, bizarrely, too, if we were AFC, we'd still be in the wild card. Um, But, yeah, the, uh, I mean, our division is unexpectedly strong this year. Absolutely. But on paper, right now, on November 4th, the Bears have a fighting chance to make the playoffs. I don't think it's going to happen, but that type of thinking will now doom the Chicago Bears fan base to just be angry versus just throwing in the towel or doing the drastic thing that could work and making your defensive coordinator your head coach. Be- because they're yeah, not You've got to do something. If you want to save your season, you've got about two weeks left to do it. After that, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what you do. I and think it's already nobody's lost. Nobody's really been... No, it's already yeah, lost, nobody's been. Well, you just said you just said the whole thing. You just said about like oh, but, oh you know. But a six and six this. record going into de- going into December in the NFC will not win you anything. No, I fully agree with you. And then also, I will say this: not that this excuses any of the things. It is a tough season. Like <laughs> that's our, it's bull- such a bullshit excuse. That is the worst. No, excuse. I didn't say no. I'm not making it an excuse, but I'm saying there are there are teams this year that have had much 
easier rides than we have had is all I'm saying. It doesn't excuse how absolute garbage we've been playing, and I'm not well, trying well, that's to. That's the thing. It hasn't been absolute garbage. Once again, that's the issue. It's not like the Dolphins or the Redskins or the Browns. It's not garbage. It's just bad enough with enough garbage How is it time much worse? I mean, here's the, the thing. Game. You say it's not garbage, but if you look at, like, you, have you watched, any of the games. Hold on, stop. Have you watched one Redskins game? Yeah. Okay. Barring, they're, they're horrendous. They're I watched the, uh, was it Giants-Patriots? Where, like, Darnold had, like, five interceptions and, like, no yard. Like, but here's the thing. I think you're maybe over-romanticizing the Bears here. Because you're saying, like, it's not garbage. But, but it is. Like, if you look at the Jets in a week and you look at us in the first half of that Philly game, it's the same thing. It's just a bunch of people who can't connect on anything. Yeah, you're, you know, you're right. You're right. I concede. You're right. It is garbage. It's, it's, it's not the worst garbage. There is worse. There is worse. Like I say, that's that's the for real thing. I'd rather be a Bears fan than a Jets fan right now. But you know what I mean? You can't polish your turd too much. It's still bad. It's still really bad. No matter how good your defense is. And what it showed in this game, too, was if your defense has an off day or they're just not straight out of the gate or mm-hmm. they get tired early, that's it. That's the whole game. Like, we didn't have any defensive, you know, we didn't have any, like, touchdowns or score any points off special teams. Mm-hmm. Like, they, you know, they're normal human people. They're not going to do it every week. And it showed because we had one yard of offense in an entire half of a football game <laughs> against a team that are not bulletproof. No. You know? Oh, God, the Bears. Why aren't they good? It's This should not be complicated in any way. Well, here's the thing. What's what's funny to me is how much it's flipped because last year it didn't look like we were going to be good. No. And so we all kind of made our peace with it before the season being like, you know, it is what it is. We'll, you know, we'll pull for them and maybe in a couple of seasons with a draft pick or something else we'll be all right. And then we go and make the postseason. And, it, you know, we have this, like, incredible tear. Trubitsky looks good. He's on his feet. He's lively. He's throwing huge plays. We're beating teams we shouldn't really be on paper. And then normally, of course, when you have a season like that, your expectation for the next season is that we will build on this foundation that we had last year. And it's just kind of flipped. So everybody thought we were, like, legitimate Super Bowl contenders this year going in. Like, Vegas Sportsbook had a second or third choice. And it's, it's just been awful. It's been what I thought it was going to be last year, you know? So that's probably why I'm doing this show. The moral for thus, thus far, eight weeks, nine weeks into the NFL season, eight weeks into the Bears season, it's all about expectations. So that's a lesson now I can take to teach my kid <laughs> is expectations. <laughs> also, but it's, it's a weird thing because you don't want to – train someone to feel like they're always going to lose. You don't want them to feel like a Lions fan or a Vikings fan where it's like never going to happen. It never has happened. You know what I mean? <clears throat> right. But even this, even that would like, no matter what, I mean, the Cleveland Browns have been terrible for so very long. Mm-hmm. They're so terrible. They don't even have like a logo. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's how much nobody cares about that team is they couldn't even be bothered to, like, draw something up. They're like, fuck it, helmet, it's orange, it'll do, you'll get the point. But they installed, I remember, I think it was Bud Light. Bud Light, they were so bad, and they went winless, like, last year. Bud Light installed um, coolers full of Bud Light in, like, six or seven bars in Cleveland that would time lock 
when the Browns won a game, and then people could have free beer. I remember. And it this. still took like it still took like half the season for him to get that one win. But <sighs> like they've got pieces coming into play, and like they on paper should be better than they are, but they're still you know they're they're making moves, and you kind of like this is arguably the worst team in football. That you know, we're not learning that this year is the Jets or the Redskins or somebody like that. But for the longest time, I've argumentatively been the worst team in football. Sure, and it's getting better. It's never been a better time in the last ten years to be a Cleveland Browns fan than it is right now. And we don't have sure. to deal with anything like that. We still have good players. We still have parts of this team that really work. But the problem is, and truthfully, like in just the little clips and snippets and reviews and news things that I've read. It honestly sounds like Nagy's kind of walking around going, I don't know how to make him good. <laughs> uh, just, uh, uh, um, we're hoping that he does good. That's amazing. Uh... <laughs> you know, that's it. That's like, it's everything I've always, any, any clips you see, any post-game interviews, he's always like, yeah, I don't know. I, I spoke to him. I told him to do good. He didn't do good. I I'm out of fucking ideas, man. I got nothing. Like, what else do you do? You've got the defensive coordinator become the head coach. That's what you do. No, I fully agree with you. I, I think you would not do any worse for even a hot second if you just... The, the temptation with that, though, and the problem with that is because the defense is so good, the last thing you want to do is fuck with the apple cart, you know? I, yeah, but they're looking—they're home—they're looking not as good as they did last year. Oh, by a long shot! No, 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 not even so, remotely as so good. You, you really want to stick with that? Uh, why not? Like, you're not messing with that much success if you just swap them up. And also, he's new this year, so he's not even from last year. No, no, he's not. But also, like, they're better than they were last year. I think, like I say, I think the thing, and you know how things work. I can honestly just see it being a thing, though, where they're like, that part's fine. Let's leave that part alone, and let's fuck with the other bit. So I could definitely see them getting rid of Nagy. I could definitely see them getting somebody else on. But I don't think, even though I don't think it would be a bad idea, I think it would actually be a smart move. I don't think they'll shift to Pagano. I just, I just don't. Like, he'd be the interim, of course, if they just had to fire Nagy for some reason. He would be the only person logically to like shift over temporarily, but I don't. I just don't think they're gonna move him from that position just because he's doing it. If he's, he's the, like a victim of his own success. If he's the interim and they may make a run and they miss the playoffs by like one game, do you bring him back next year? Of course you do. I mean, you you just need somebody who's good with this situation, which Nagy clearly isn't because he's like a first time big boy coach and he's in the same boat as Trubisky they're both two people who don't exactly know what their job is and they're neither of them are doing it very well so it's just like the blind leading blind you need somebody who's good and confident and can take these kind of kids and be like hey here's what we need to do you know I would take a Jay Gr I would take a Jay Gruden I would take like a Gruden I would take an Andy Reid somebody who knows how this works somebody who's done this before somebody who's taken a kid because he has talent they're, they're like he shows it and he knows what he's doing but his confidence is gone there's no confidence he's throwing off his back foot he's throwing wild you can see it like you can see that he doesn't have confidence in himself 
And then when you don't have confidence in yourself and then a stadium full of people by this point don't have confidence in yourself, like you've really got to zone that out if you want to succeed. Like, I, I don't know how you fix that. I'm not a, a coach, but there, you know, there are people who this is their kind of speciality to fix. Did you ever have a problem with confidence people. with and stand-up? Confidence in like myself? No. Confidence in like my material? Sure. But that definitely prevent things that you, you from... But your lack of confidence in certain material, did that prevent you from presenting it in the way you wished? No, but you have to go with the results, too, in the same sure. vein as this. If I have a part that I'm really confident about, but then I'm doing it to complete silence for three minutes, I have to admit that, okay, it's either that crowd or perhaps percentage-wise more likely, it's me or the delivery or the material that I should take a little bit of a look at and try and, you know, fix before the next time I do this. If I just keep going out and drilling the same jokes that doesn't work over and over and over again, then, yeah, that's on me. And that's kind of what we're doing as a team. We're just drilling this, you know what I mean? You're really trying to get that abortion material through in Alabama. It's just it's not flying. Just bail. Just, just bail to do something else. Sure. I know my job is not to psychoanalyze a 24-year-old millionaire, but... It feels like that's all sports radio is, and I don't not want to be part of that because it's kind of fun because it also lets you deny your problem. So I'm trying to, like, if I've ever been in a situation like like Mitchell, I don't think I have. There's never been that much expectation put on me. I don't think most people have. But, but very, very, very few people are handsomely rewarded for failing so publicly. Fair. I mean, we're good at that, though. We made Jay Cutler the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, and he was fucking awful. Uh, hold on, hold at. on, hold on. He, he he was awful, but he was still just statistically the best Bears quarterback of all time. And the team has been around for 100 years. Man, Adam, I remember that last season. I remember I, no, last season. Hold on, hold on. No, paid. I agree. No fun, Fuck. but if you just look at the numbers... He's the best. <laughs> that's the most depressing thing you said. That's true. Uh, that's upsetting. There's no winning. There's because let's I'm trying to think like what team would be fun right now. I guess being a Chiefs fan is like the most fun because even when like the best player in football goes down, you still win games and and he's very young and exciting and ballers the final season of ballers yeah. is somewhat based around him and that's fun it's a fun time to be a, a chiefs fan and if you get like, you've lived I mean, through a, usually you lived through a murder suicide situation is it murder suicide or just suicide for the chiefs what the guy that killed himself in the chiefs locker room a few years ago do you not know what I'm talking oh about? god um yeah that story that yeah, yard i do yeah yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like, no, I don't remember his name. Most but I people do just what completely forget. Yeah, he, he murdered himself in the locker room. Yeah, it's the training facility or locker room. But yeah, I think he's like either way, there was red carpet. Himself. Yeah. Good time. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. That's a that's a thing. But I mean, like, I don't know. I don't think anybody thinks about that on Sundays. I think they just like watching the game. How do you? Know? But yeah, you're just, right. It is. I mean, and I live in that city. It is a good time to be a Chiefs fan. Like people have invested in it heavily like people are about that team people have confidence and a belief and that's good that's what you should have it's what we don't have we started yeah. the season with it and now we're many games in and we're like oh well that was fucked so does any part of you hope the packers uh 
advanced pretty far to be like, well, we never had a shot anyways. Not really, because, I mean, <laughs> what, we'll play the Packers twice in a year. So, I mean, that still gives you the potential if you accept beyond all doubt that you can never beat the Green Bay Packers. That still gives you the ability to be 14-2. and two. Nah, I like so, when that happens. <laughs> I like when we've only lost to playoff teams. Fair enough. But here's the thing, too, is like when you say like if we make a playoff run or if we squeak in or whatever, I honestly don't want us to. Because the thing is, that's going to give you the worst type of hope because we're not going to beat any of those teams right now as it stands with nothing changed. If you put us against any of the big contenders for the Super Bowl, they're going to wipe the floor with us, like utterly. It's going to be like upsetting to watch. Okay, you're and, like, right. If you can hear just... me out. People get hurt. Which is a very okay. mean thing to say, but it's part of the game. <laughs> and just Tom Brady's pretty old. He can get hurt. And Lamar Jackson is uh, running around the field, and he can get hurt. And there are other people in the AFC that are very, very talented, and they might get hurt. And <laughs> We might squeak through and play them the week that they are hurt. We played the Saints when they didn't have their starting quarterback. Sure, we lost, and they're a superior team. But what if half the team got hurt? So your plan for a Bears Super Bowl win is essentially the rapture. No, just like just, a bunch of people being a bunch of bus accidents where everyone just earth. has sprained ankles. No, I don't want any deaths. <laughs> just a bunch of sprained ankles. <laughs> oh god, I have a vision of you doing the whole time, like every Bears home game, just waiting with a lead pipe outside, like the facility. Oh no, that, you can't rig the game. That's not possible. They gotta get hurt leading up. They gotta get hurt the week before. <laughs> I have to thought you put it. Into this. Uh, I don't want anyone yeah, to get hurt. I, I just mean, it's just one of the things. I think Go ahead. You just want the Bears to win. Right? I just want the Bears to win. But the thing is that's on the Bears, you know? It is. That's all it is. It's it's on them and the buck stops with them. Yeah. And we like you say, we we sit and bear the brunt of it. And like you say, I I truthfully do feel like, it's kind of like if, you, for example, you do this show and mm-hmm. somebody calls you up tomorrow and they go, hey, we heard your show. We really, really like it. We want to give you a spot on ESPN. It's going to go across like 8 o'clock on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we need to film it tomorrow. And you go, okay. So you kind of stay up all night and you bundle all your stuff together and you, you get the notes and you get the things and what you're going to do, how you think you're going to present it and whatever. And then we get there. You get there and the guy waves you through and you talk to a guy in a suit and you go, "Hey, I'm here to I'm here to do my show at 8 p.m. on a on ESPN." And he goes, "Oh, great." He's like, "Well, studio's right in there." And you go, "Well, how? Okay, is somebody gonna walk me through or anything?" And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. You just you just do it." And you're like, "Well, I mean, how?" And they're like, "You'll figure it out. You got the talent. We know you got the talent." So. You'll be, you'll be fine. You know, you're not. You're going to fall on your ass because you have no idea what cameras to use, lenses, what way to do it, how to do it, how they present it, what you, way you film it, what section you're going to be in. And that's how I kind of think this works. I feel like it's a kid who doesn't have, and I know I keep calling him a kid, but he doesn't have the wherewithal. Nobody's shown him yet how to do what he's supposed to do There's properly. A 100 years of film he could study. There are countless coaches. There are thousands of other players. I think a hundred percent disagree. He's not an alien. He's, he no, grew- he's not an alien. 
But he is, I mean, it is kind of alien. It no, is kind of not. alien. No, it's Dude, not. Dude, the notion, yes, it is. The notion of celebrity, it is. Oh, fuck off. Because it's, it's, it's not a thing where, like, if you play in college and you fuck up, people boo for a day and then you go to a calculus class Monday morning and that's your week. No. Like, no, I'm different. sorry. No, like, he didn't. No, he didn't just. He wasn't like picked it up out of a bar, being like, you know what, this kid Mitch, quarterback. Now, no, he he I'm led up to, to it. Believe that might have been what happened. <laughs> That's fair, but you don't think he was a big deal in high school? You didn't think that like mini celebrity, and then that became a slightly larger celebrity in college, and then a slightly larger celebrity with each passing year. It's an evolution. It's no different than it's you doing stand up. But that last jump, that last jump is monstrous, man. Of of course, no one's huge. denying that. No one's denying that, and that's why you're handsomely rewarded. Of course. Well, I mean, what's he getting there? I don't know. Usually, actually. your first year, you're on your rookie contract. You don't make shit. Let's look. I mean, that's. I'm sure he's making perfectly good money. And I know that he's. I mean, honestly, fix like I said, no homes. So. A minimum homes for the Chiefs, who, like you say, arguably probably the best football player currently, and maybe for quite a long time, mm-hmm. progress, progression wise and potential wise. I know he's on his rookie contract, so he's yeah. not making great. You know what I mean? Like, so, oh, I my God. This, you know oh I mean? I don't God. think he's sitting on a, a $20 million. You're wrong. Okay. Oh, my God. He signed, a four year, a hold big... on. he signed a four-year $134 million deal with 110, earlier, uh, $110 million guaranteed in 2019 in September. So this year. Yeah, okay, so, to yeah, extend so the fine. rookie contract. So, yeah, he's already made twenty one over $21 million, and he's 25. That's fair. So because he's out of his rookie year. Yes, but so, he just signed 110 so guaranteed. Yeah, so I can say that's, that's – I will take I go, but I'm just saying my point was sometimes it's not that way when they're new. Um, but, yeah, no, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's totally fine. My whole point is just I do think there's a gulf there. I think the difference mentally, because that's what it is with him. It's not a physical thing. He's not physically unable to throw the ball well. He has the ability and he has the talent. Oh, yeah. It's like not being able to get your dick hard. You know what I mean? It's like it's not necessarily medical. It's mental. Like if you can figure out what it is, you'll be fine. You don't need to go have surgery. You just need to figure out what it is that's stopping you. And I think that kind of stuff, especially like when you're getting an entire fucking home stadium booing you and chanting for the fucking backup guy, that's not great, especially when you're struggling. You know what I mean? If I'm doing the show and somebody starts heckling for the fucking janitor to come on and do 10 minutes, then like that's going to fuck with me. If the janitor is going to come on and I still get paid and I know I'm never, I don't give a fuck, I'm taking the check and I'm happy. Right, but that's the whole point. You're not going to be good if you don't give a fuck. That's different. That's a whole different no, argument. No, if you're no. playing for the if you're playing for the money, if you're just playing for the money, you'll be a terrible fucking athlete. Oh, I disagree completely. I disagree completely. And I wish I could name people that played for more than the money, but I can't. <laughs> but there have to be a handful that are like, no, 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 no. I'm in this just for the money, and I'm very, very good. I don't care. But you still have to be very, very good. I don't know. I think. I mean. You have to give a shit. You just have to. No, you don't. Because otherwise, no, you don't. The point? If you've got your if you've got your money guaranteed to be good, I think you do. No, you don't. I mean, there's plenty of older quarterbacks too. Like Drew Brees doesn't need the money anymore. That's he's a sickness. Set, like, he's That's good. a sickness. Oh, here, here's a better example. Do you think Cutler cared, or he was just in it for the money at a certain point? At a certain point, I think he was definitely just in it for the money. Great. Who's got better stats, Mitch or Jay? 
I miss his two years in, though. I mean, Cutler's best years I think he ever had in his rookie year. I think that was when he put up his best numbers that he ever had. When he was with the Broncos? Cutler peaked at the, peaked at the top and then filtered. He kind of waved and bubbled, but his rookie year, he was exceptional. That's why he got the price that he did. I wonder if... I will put down upwards of $100 that by the end of Mitch's career, Jay Cutler has better overall numbers. And, if, and we'll do the cutoff, the, like, however many years Mitch plays. It's interesting. We'll debate that not <laughs> recordedly. But, yeah, I, I, you have my interest with a bet like that. Yeah, I'm going to go with that's, – that's my new train of thought. Will Jay Cutler be a better bear than Mitch Trubisky? As of right now, I will easily say yes. Jay Cutler right. will statistically be a better quarterback than Mitch will ever be. And that's very depressing. So what do you do? Do you get a new quarterback or do you just get a new coach or do you get What if we just had two defenses and we just alternated the defenses playing <laughs> offense? <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's a bold strategy. No one's going to see that coming. We just have special teams and <laughs> defense, and then if we don't, we, the defense just runs the ball, and that's it. We just have a we have a four running back situation, and they hike the ball to each other. Eight men on the line. Sorry, no, seven men on the line. And uh, if they don't get within the forty yard line, they punt. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a plan. We have a no pass. I do offense. feel one thing too. Like I, I do feel like especially with our play calling and stuff like that. I feel like I don't feel like they fully know how to use Tariq Cohen. They don't know how to use anybody. I feel like because he's a bad coach. Agreed. No, that's a that's a lie. There were some Agreed. good runs yesterday. There was some good running yesterday. But like, but it had to be. The reason you had to run it is because you couldn't fucking throw it. Oh god! You know, there's that was not like a shrewd coach decision. That wasn't like, I've noticed a pattern in the run game. It's like every time we throw it, it goes fucking nowhere. So we have one option left, which is to go high school football level skill set and just fucking keep running it and hope somebody finds a gap. I know that you're sort of a baseball fan, but the I think that the Chicago Cubs championship was incredibly gratifying because the expectation was so incredibly high. And I just lived through the Nats, and it's very nice that they won, but... Most people didn't expect him to win the wild card game, let alone win the World Series. So it's really cool and nice, but I don't think the elation would have been there if it was like a year of expectations and then they delivered. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm wondering. But I mean, that's why I think that's why everybody loved last season so much, though. Because it was unexpected. Because we weren't supposed to do that. We weren't supposed to do that at all. And in in a weird way, maybe that's why it succeeded. Like maybe we were literally the people that everybody overlooked. You know what I mean? When you're looking at your team sheet and you're just like, all right, we got the Packers, we got the Patriots, mm-hmm. we got these, we got that. Oh, we got the Bears. Okay, well, you know, fuck it. That's probably an easy win. And so we might have literally done so well just because nobody expected us to do anything. And so you underrate us. And then as the season goes on, maybe then they have to start paying more attention. But by that point, you're already like eight and three. Yeah, if, if somebody told me, like, they're going to be 3-5 and five, uh, eight weeks in, I'd be like, yeah, okay, fine. And then they're 3-5, and five, great. But because I was told, like, they're going to be 6-2, and two, I'm, like, mad. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, <clears throat> again, like, when you start losing your winnable games, that's, that's when it's bad. They, you know and, what I mean? If you... But here's the thing. Almost every game, save for the Saints game, felt winnable. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with Because even that Packers loss. But like... even the thing, I mean, but by the thing is, by the, by the caveat, though, the only reason that yesterday's game felt winnable is because they didn't quite put it to bed until later on. It didn't feel winnable because we felt like we could really stage something. It didn't even feel remotely like it wasn't going to be, you know, a zero score on our part until about like 10 minutes into the third. So yeah, but it, it wasn't like we played well and that's why it felt winnable. Like it was back and forth. And it, you're, you know, you're not wrong, but there is such a thing as momentum. And when you score 14 unanswered relatively quickly within a, a uh, within a chunk of time, you feel like you have the momentum. Yeah. That's all. Of course you do. So at one point, it felt like the Bears had momentum. I also watched the last eight minutes of the game uh, without sound, and I think that was the way to do it. <laughs> That's fair. I could see that being an added addition. And also, you just don't get to hear over and over again the commentary team just being amazed at how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. Because that's all that was. That was just people being like, I mean, it's the lowest score since 1925. Like, that doesn't do you any good either when you're oh, just, boy. you know. Oh, good. It's, yeah. Well, are you looking forward? We're like we're left. We're roughly halfway through the season. Are you looking forward to any particular games? I mean, like I say, I'm going to I'm going to the Chiefs Bears. I would like it if, by some miracle, we managed to play better by then, because it's going to be a great offense going up against a great defense, and I think that has the potential to be a really good game. You're that's so the that's second to the last game of the season, and the Bears will. I'll bet you also up to one hundred dollars that the Bears will be statistically out of playoff contention by then, and the only thing exactly. the Chiefs will be playing for will be a bye. Most Probably, likely, yes. Okay, so even if the Bears are like pretty good, like I maybe this whole thing is stupid because like I don't get paid if they make the playoffs. So like, why the fuck do I care? But there's just something like, why do we care if they're not going to make the playoffs, which is like a weird way to think, but I don't think I'm uncommon here. No, because that's the caveat of success. Nobody like basic. No matter who you are, unless the team folds, the one thing you want to do is try and be better than some of those other teams. You know what I mean? You at least want to be like, Hey, thank you for explaining the point of competition. Yeah, exactly. But that's what it is. You're saying, like, I don't get why I feel that way because that's what it is. My dick's bigger than your dick. My dad's cooler than your dad. It's whatever it is. You just want to have that little bit of it where you're like, the thing I like is better than the thing somebody else likes, and therefore I win. Well, Nirvana is better than Guns N' Roses, so I do think that you're right. I wouldn't disagree with that point with you at all. Well, I've learned I've, there's three takeaways from the Bears' week nine uh, game eight loss to me. Number one, um, expectations are more damning and more pleasing than can be that could be analyzed uh, with stats. Uh, number two, Jay Cutler will be a superior quarter. Time will show that Jay Cutler is the superior quarterback to Mitchell Trubisky. And number three, Nirvana is still better than Pearl Jam. No, sorry, Nirvana is still better than Guns N' Roses. And the Pearl Jam debate is kind of mute. Moot? Moot? Uh, moot? I think moot, yeah. Moot, yeah. Because... Uh, depends on how you look at the stats because you could make the argument both ways yeah i'll, I'll put you 100 bucks on the fact that eddie vetter is a better quarterback than mitch trubisky over the course of his career yeah you're right he is 